The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 366 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co host, as always, is the Bolshevik of Budapest, the Hercules of Hungary. I'm Captain Joe Shoes from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are, buddy. What's up? How you doing? Gomez, I'm back. Yeah, all right. Vacation. How was it, bro? Vacation was all I ever wanted. Vacation. I was just happy to get away. Vacation usually spent alone. But not this time. Oh, (laughs) what? I was amongst others, other people. Other people, I mean, that's I guess that sounds fun. I don't know, maybe not. I mean, sometimes work can be fun, but sometimes fun can be work. <laughs> oh man, I'm good to see. I'm glad to see you back, Joe. We missed you. It's been a long week. I feel like we haven't done this show in forever, bro. We haven't. I was like, I, <laughs> I came in today saying, Oh, I gotta record this fucking podcast now. I forgot like, what that's oh. like. I was like, oh, wait, I do this on this day. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I got to make sure I do this stuff. Oh, man. But yes, now now future Joe now can look back at past Joe from last week and say he had a very good time on his vacation. He's happy he went and did all of the things. He was back in time to do boozing with the toys last week for the major pod. Ooh. Just a lot of good things happening. A lot <laughs> of good things. I got so many gifts and so many well wishes and so many oral sexes. Everything was top notch. Oh, what a great week he's been having, <laughs> huh, folks? <laughs> I had steak multiple nights. Ooh. <laughs> on top of the oral sexes. Oh, baby. Because yeah, that's what they they call me the overlord of oral sex. Oh, do do they, sir? <laughs> Yes, that can mean many things, I, uh, and it means all of them. Ooh, ladies, <laughs> I love it. Love when we start the show horny. I love it. <laughs> horny is good for ratings. The kids love the horniness. <laughs> Apparently, whenever we do, whenever we put horny in the episode title, we see our episodes go up by about thirty percent. So from oh, now on, yeah. every episode, there's going to be a real emphasis on the horny. Hey, bro, there's always something horny to talk about. Don't worry. It's a lot well, of horny there, people out there. There is. There definitely is. <laughs> but yes, thank you. Thank you to our new listener base in Hungary, who will be listening to this show from <laughs> now on. All the new friends I've made. It was very nice meeting you. It's great to meet you. <laughs> this is my friend Gomez. He's also hey. Horny. Who is it? I mean, come on. If you ain't horny, you ain't living, folks. Come on. 
Thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button, ring the bell on YouTube so you get a notification when all these new episodes drop. Follow us on all the social media at Car Jomez. And if you could be so kind, please leave a five star review, whether that's Apple or Spotify, or leave some comments down on the YouTube video right below because that all is important to the almighty algorithm and we want to make the algorithm happy but for now gomez oh hit the breaking news music oh shit breaking news oh baby breaking news it's been so long what's what's been popping off joe gomez last week in that episode you said that your local mcdonald's had finally added the cookies and cream pie to the menu, and you were going to try it live. And I noticed that you didn't go live in the past week, Gomez. So what the fuck happened, and why are you holding back from our audience? Bro, because I had breaking news because, bro, this was, this was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I was ready to go. I told you, I was like, hey, I'm getting ready to go to McDonald's. I set everything up. I'm in the car. I got the camera ready. I'm like, all right, here we go. First things first, I need to order my McDonald's. Order through the app. I got to get my points, my deals, right? I go on the app. Here we go. Wait a minute. Where's this Oreo pie? What's? What, why is this all blacked out, you know, all grayed out? You can't click nothing. And then I noticed there is no Oreo pie. There's now a pumpkin pie because, oh, baby, it's pumpkin season if you haven't heard. Yeah, so pumpkin pumpkin and cream pie is on the menu, Uh, has replaced the cookies and cream pie. Gomez wasn't able to get it. I was never able to get it. This is months, months we've been looking for this. And a if you lived in New Jersey, you got it. If you lived in other areas, you got it. Other people have been hitting us up going, I had it. I had it. What do you think about it? I've never been able to get it. And trust me, folks, I go to McDonald's. And it was not there. It wasn't. We go all the time. That's Shiloh's thing. She loves some McDonald's. So we love McDonald's. We go there. Fucking bullshit. I ain't trying the pumpkin. I don't give a shit about pumpkin like that. Pumpkin I'm not cream. a pumpkin guy myself, but I'm hearing good things about those Wendy's pumpkin drinks. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I would try the Frosty because they're small. And I got that keychain. That free, you know, that keychain where you get okay. that free Frosty every time you go. Woo! That thing's the best. Come on, folks. Gomez Taco Bell. We love Taco Bell do. when they don't piss us off. What they do? Taco Bell up? is testing a new cheesy chicken crispanada. Interesting. It looks like a stuffed empanada with cheese and chicken. Okay, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm it's supposed I'm to be interested. like pastry dough for you okay. know the, the casing. It's a chicken and a three cheese blend. It's only going to be available in the Knoxville and Atlanta areas during the test. What the fuck, bro? Knoxville. What do they have that we don't? And I didn't know there was the the hotbed of Taco Bell and and, in Knoxville and Atlanta. Yeah. What what are we doing, folks? This is just 
Why do they hate us, bro? They're so rude. This is bullshit. Just now at Walmart, just for now at Walmart, I should say, but coming to grocery stores everywhere in December, Pop-Tarts with two new flavors on the shelf. I should say oh. one new flavor and one return. Oof, the new flavor man. is chocolatey chip pancake. All right, I could fuck with it, but I'm, I'm, you know, and that is frosted top to bottom and has a. Well, I mean, you know, usually you just get that frosting kind of in the middle, and you get that crust along the edge. This yeah, looks oh, to so be frosted is... completely. I bet you that it's fucking with you. You're like, digging a pretend it's like, and then you get it, and it's never like that. But ooh, and it's I got like a maple taste to it. It's supposed to give you that pancake flavor when you bite into it. I'm not a big pancake guy, but, but I would maple. try. It. Like, I love maple syrup and shit, but I don't want maple with my chocolate chip pancakes. That's a different flavor profile. You know what, what I mean? kind of syrup do you normally put with your chocolate chip pancakes? I'm, I'm just like a little, like a regular, like a sugary syrup, not like, like something that's syrup. heavy. <laughs> you could do that. Or some whipped cream. That's always good. I you like, know, those, some, I like some whipped cream. You know, it's a little butter. I like sometimes. whipped cream and chocolate syrup and more whipped mm -hmm. cream. And still the talking other about flavor, pancakes? What are we talking about now? I said we're still talking about pancakes. <laughs> I heard what you said. Oh. <laughs> uh, making a return to shelves, Gomez. What? Strawberry milkshake flavor. I love that art. one. Oh, yeah, baby. I love it. I put it in the freezer, right? Because sometimes they tell you, oh, put it in I've the heard this from other people. So yeah. people on the message boards that I frequent. I've mentioned putting the strawberry milkshake pop tart yeah. in the freezer. So you do yeah. this. Yes, they tell you to. It's like, oh, try this one chilled. It doesn't say it on all of them, but there's a few of them that do that. And I said, why, why would pop tarts lie to me? They've never steered me wrong once in my life. Never. One of my best friends in my life, pop tarts. So I'm going to listen when they say, hey, psst, put this in the freezer, bro. Oh, it was good. Try it <laughs> out. If you've never done it. Woo, so good. I'm going to have to keep an eye out for it now just to try this. How many people even toast their Pop-Tarts, right? People just usually just pop that shit in I their mouth. I just eat them room. I don't have time to you toast. You know what I'm saying? But you toast a s'mores Pop-Tart toasted? Woo, hoo, hoo, hoo. So good. But I'll tell you so what. Good. When I moved into my place in Tampa, and this is going back probably it's 100 years now, eight bro. years now. Um, my mom bought me as like a housewarming gift, a toaster oven. We always had a toaster oven in the house growing up. Yes. So she bought me a toaster oven thinking that I was going to be over the moon about this toaster oven. I said, what the fuck do you think I'm going to use this for? Oh, come on. And she said, for your Pop-Tarts. I love it. Like, what's your problem, bro? Like, <laughs> duh. Who raised you? And I said... <laughs> How often do you think I'm going to eat Pop-Tarts? And she said, as often as you always did. And I go, I, I suppose when looking back at the history of my life that I have eaten a considerable amount of Pop-Tarts. Yeah, it's always been a go-to snack in the house. Always. Always get some pizza rolls and some Pop-Tarts. That's like the go-to shit. Oh, always. my God. The pizza rolls. There was, I forget what the company's name was, way before Totino's, when microwaves were first becoming a big thing everywhere. And we used to have like micro magic food, remember? It was like, oh, you go yeah. to the frozen food aisle and you buy this special made for the microwave stuff. 
That's how old so I am. Old. So old, bro. <laughs> but there were these pizza rolls that would come, and they were basically, I don't know, it was like four or five inches long, like, like a kind of egg roll you would get from a Chinese food mm. restaurant. And they had like this layer of breading inside, like an egg roll. And it had the cheese and the pizza sauce on the inside. It was the world's greatest egg roll, uh, pizza roll. And I have never been able to find it in over fucking 35 years now. It sounds like a, like a Hot Pocket kind of thing, right? It was kind of like that, it sounds like. No, it wasn't like a... I guess to an extent it was, but it was it was legit like a little more crispy. Cross. Oh, yeah. so it's nice and crispy. Oh, that's good. The, the shape and the texture of it were very much like an Ooh, egg roll. That's good. Okay, that's good. I like that. And then it was just mm. the inside, instead of like the veggies and little pork or yeah. whatever, it was pizza stuffings. It was mm. dynamite. I can remember it to this day. Mm. When you talk about being horny, that's the kind of shit I get hyped for. Like Lauren Bobert going to see Beetlejuice. That's me with these pizza rolls. Oh, when I lived in Howard Beach, this Chinese food spot, they had a hot dog, a Chinese hot dog, and it was just a hot dog in an egg roll wrapper. It was oh. the fucking best, bro. And I've never seen it anywhere else. Exactly. It was so good. Oh, egg and rolls. you'll never have it again now. Mm. Egg roll wrappers, bro. I love it. When you get like an egg roll that has like the Philly cheesesteak. Ooh, I just love egg rolls, spring rolls, whatever you want to call them. Mm, good shit. No, spring roll is different. It's like lighter, right? It's a little more flakier. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm, all right. Uh, Gomez, people who are not necessarily known to be our friends. Oh, what's Subway. <laughs> he fresh, baby. What we got here? They are testing some new foot-long sidekick desserts. Oh, desserts. Okay. Three different desserts. They are all a long dessert. So it's a foot-long, oh, but like okay. thin-long. The first one is a churro. Sure. So for okay, $2, makes... you get a foot-long churro. Pretty good sure, deal. I'm... Yeah. yeah. For $3, you can have a foot-long pretzel. Okay. It's very all oh, Okay. All right. For five dollars, oh, you can, give it to me. You can have a foot long chocolate chip cookie. Mm, a fucking foot long cookie, bro. This is this is incredible. <laughs> and oh. I'll say, for all the shit I talk about Subway, and it's a considerable got, amount of woo, shit. Say it. Let's say cookies it. are pretty fucking Their good. Cookies are fucking banging, bro. <laughs> they got the. So who's got better cookies? McDonald's cookies are good, but I'll take Subway. McDonald's cookies, cookies are pretty good. Subway's but cookies. I'll take, good. I'll take Subway. I would take Subway over that. Wendy's so good. has good cookies. I don't get them often enough, so I can't ju- I can't judge it, but I do I do remember liking it the one or two times I had. Yeah, okay. Good cookies. I gotta try it always again. always mm-hmm. get one with your value meal. It's like 99 cents if you buy a meal. It's like the cookies we used to get in high school. I'm, in my high school, we used to get like little cookies like that for a dollar. Fresh you had baked cookies, cookies. But you didn't had. have books. Hey, we have books. We just had metal detectors. We had like a fucking shop right in our fucking school. Like it was, we had we had stuff. You know, it was just maybe a little dangerous. I don't know. Gomez, our favorite show, has become a victim of the strike. Oh no! What's Winning this? time will not be renewed oh, for season three. This is bullshit. It's crazy. I thought it was doing good. It, it is doing good uh, from everything I know. The Critically, it's been doing very well this season. 
for me, I've I've enjoyed it to an extent. Probably not as much as I enjoyed season one, but I still think it's it's good. Um, but I they didn't say it was because of the strike, but I would imagine that's what it is. Because the last time we had the strike, we ended up seeing a lot of shows get canceled. I remember Glow being among them, the mm. Allison Bree show, which I enjoyed. It was fine. I, you know, it was fun to watch. But now winning time will not be back for season three. And a lot of people are disappointed because that's like where we, the Magic Larry stuff would really yes, start like kicking up. Started. Yeah, like we didn't really and do the, nothing. The end of this season, they tease the bad boy Pistons. Oh, that's great. So people were getting hyped for things like that. And now we will not see it come to fruition. This is sad, bro. This broke up a friendship, this show. And it only lasted yeah. two seasons. Oh, yeah. I hope they get back together. Adam McKay, call your friend Will Farrell. Come on. Speaking of, the other day, someone made an Anchorman reference to me. And I went, I opened Netflix. And it's like, you may enjoy Anchorman. Is on Netflix Ooh. right now. Ooh, it baby, was pointing finally. right at me when I opened the app. Something so good. I said, I'm going to sit back and watch. Because if you say to me, hey, Shoes, what's your favorite movie of all time? I'd probably going to answer Anchorman. I was just yeah, the right person at the right time for that movie. And I fucking love it. The, the same way I spoke about basketball last week and how much I quoted it and how much it meant to me oh, is Anchorman to a, a multiple. <laughs> we quoted this movie, bro. <laughs> I love and it. man, I went back and I laughed. Still good. Oh, it's still good. Oh, how I laughed, Gomez. It's it's still great. I still love it. No, no notes. Perfect movie. Ten out of ten. So good. So I was thinking maybe we'll have to go back and do an anchor man episode one. Day. Woo, baby. I'm playing my flute. <laughs> I'm in a glass case of emotion. Oh, before memes, just dudes quoting anchor man, bro. That's what it was. But before memes really caught on, it was just it's so damn hot. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> it kicked up. Oh, last bit of news, Gomez. Oh, what we got here? Blink 182 has announced their new album will be coming out October 20th. Do you think you will be able to survive one more month without a Blink 182 album? I hope I can because then I could die happy. Finally, the long drought is over. Blink is back, baby. And oh. Tom this whole time was right about the aliens. It's going to be, I'm depressed because I have cancer, and I was right about aliens. <laughs> Let's go. 15 <laughs> tracks, 22 minutes. <laughs> I'm excited. I wonder. I wonder. So they do this. So they probably get one more tour, right? He's probably got one yep. more tour in them. So maybe they do like the festivals next year, right? Like that could be a big headline. Yeah. Oh, here's his Lollapalooza, Riot Fest, whatever, Blink One Eighty Two. Hmm. Because I would do that. I wouldn't go see Blink at a regular concert. But if they've toured, not with somebody, for as much as they charge. I don't understand yeah. how anyone can afford to go to. Con- Has this always been the case with old people band concerts? Bro. Here we go, transition. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I went to a concert. Just last night, the new metal kid was back in action. Okay, I went to see Papa Roach. Woo! 
and Spirit Box. Love Spirit Box. Great. I've never right? heard of Spirit Box. It's good. They got a lady singer, and she like sings normal, but then she does this, and it's like really like it's good though. It's like it's like she was incredible live. The way she switches from clean to the growl, amazing. Sounds so good. right. It was great, right? <laughs> so uh, it's at the Paramount in Long Island. It's like a nice. It's, it's like a smallish, like a mid-sized place, I guess. Right? Probably holds eight thousand people, maybe something like that. Okay. You know, like one of these small that's places. Like a, a real place. Right, so you know, tickets were uh fifty dollars, and then you gotta pay this fucking service fee, right? So they come out to uh, almost like eighty bucks, right? So I had two tickets. Me and my wife were gonna go. Well, it turns out she's not feeling good yesterday, right? No big deal, whatever. Let me sell these tickets, right? I've sold tickets before, no big deal. Well, I couldn't do it on StubHub because it was too close to the event. They want a day notice if you're gonna start the the thing, you know. So okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you know this, right? When you go on Ticketmaster now, when you buy tickets, you got to pay attention because they sell regular tickets and then they sell verified resale tickets. So they're their own stub hub now, right? They're like, fuck those people making money. We should make even more money, yes. right? Fuck this, right? So I'm like, all right, let me sell it back to Ticketmaster. Let's see what's happening. Bro, I go there. I'm like, all right. I'm going to sell this for like 50, 60 bucks. Let me just get some money. I don't give a shit. I just want to get a couple bucks back for it, right? So it don't go to waste. I go there. These cocksuckers, bro, it tells me there is a minimum you can sell your ticket for. And it cannot go past this minimum. So the minimum was telling me was $80, okay? So this Mm -hmm. $50 ticket that then cost 70-something because of fees, they're saying you can't resell it. Unless it's eighty dollars, I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm like, okay, so I put it up. I'm like, all right, a couple hours before the show, let's see. It's not selling because it's eighty dollars. Just buy a regular. Fu- I don't even think the show sold out. You know, like, so yeah. what are you doing? So uh, I'm like, this is bullshit. Ticketmaster sends me an email They're like, hey, bro, it's getting close to the show. Maybe you want to lower the price of your tickets. I said, I would love to lower the price of my ticket. Yes, sure. I go back on there. Now, that's just something they send out because I cannot go lower than this $80 price point. What kind of fucking scam is this, Ticketmaster? I can't wait for the next class action lawsuit. I'm on it, bro. Not allowing (laughs) me to sell my ticket for my... What is this bullshit, bro? Unbelievable. I fucking hate Ticketmaster so much, bro. I hate it so much. It's terrible. Fuck Ticketmaster. But, like, this, this gets me wondering... Back in the days where, like, our parents would be like, oh, I'm going to see, I don't know, the Doobie Brothers at Jones Beach. Like, how much was a Doobie Brothers ticket back then for our parents to go and see the Doobie Brothers? But, like, so I, I paid 50 for Papa Roach. I've paid $8 to see Papa Roach before. Well, like, this is what I mean. Like, like for an old... So... When, you're, when you're for an older audience now, Papa Roach is obviously... Promoting to people our age that yeah. grew up during that pop yeah, 20, 30, you know, and, yeah. we, and we have disposable income now. So they expect us all to have jobs and be able to pay these tickets. But when Blink 182's minimum ticket cost yeah, 182, like that's ridiculous. That's absurd. Like this is a band yeah. I paid 92 cents at one point to go see. Yes. And now you want me to pay $182? That's still a lot of money to me. 
50 bucks was the high end concert. Whenever we went to a show and it was a $50 ticket, we're like, tickets are 50 bucks, bro. You sure you want to go? He's yeah. Like, ah, all right. All right. Because it's usually 20, 30 bucks, you know? Like, you poor. You bro, don't got I remember that going to bucks. Royal Rumble 2000 and my buddy going, I- I'll go to the house show when they do the pre sale for the Rumble tickets. But, you know, I'm kind of thinking I want to do nice tickets, maybe like 100 bucks. And we're looking at the seating chart and we're like, so I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to pick up like extra shifts at Burger King in the meantime <laughs> to be able to afford this $100 Royal Rumble ticket. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even know what 100 bucks gets you in for for WWE these days. Uh, definitely, I would assume that's the cheapest ticket possible, maybe on a pay-per-view. I'm sorry, uh, a PLE. Definitely. So I could talk about this, too. Uh, by the time you listen to this, I would have gone to AEW Grand Slam. It's Why? Queens. I go every year, bro. It's fun to go in the tennis place. It's a fun show. MJF is all around New York this week promoting it. Yeah, it was just that City Field throughout the first pitch. Said Chipper Jones took steroids to beat the Mets. Love it, love it. And then love he called the Philly fanatic a disgrace. It was good stuff. So this this show, this is the third year they've done it. The first year. Sold out twenty, almost twenty-one thousand people. The next year, twelve thousand people. This year, I think we got about six thousand. It's basically cut in half every year. No. Okay. Yeah, I think if they hit eight thousand, they're gonna be lucky because this is what they did. The fucking bastards, another bastards. So I got tickets, right? I'm going with my brother, our, our good friend, Doctor Armando, right? So we're gonna go have a good time. We got tickets the next day, bro. They go on sale. Oh, it's buy one, get one. Because we got to start selling these fucking tickets. I'm like, this is bullshit, right? And then, so I'm already pissed off about that. And then the next day, okay, because this is the weird thing. So we're in like the 200s, right? Uh, which is like the, the, the nosebleed. Like that's, that's the last section. It's 100, okay. 200. Because it's a small place. So we're in the 200s, right? Those tickets were $30 a ticket, right? The 100 sections was like one fucking 50. Like it was such a jump from there to there for like, you know, 10 rows. It's like insane. Like it makes no sense. But now those tickets started going on sale for $30 because they're just trying to get dumb people in those seats, bro. Oh, got to fill a, it up. But this is what I'm hearing is a issue with AEW now. We talked a few weeks back when they did all in at Wembley, like, oh my God, they're going to do it again next year. And it's like, well, why wouldn't they? But this is why maybe you wouldn't, because yes, the they basically like, oh my god, they've basically built into the fan base now. Like we go here every year for this, and we go here every year for this. And what you're seeing is AEW's got a lot of fucking fans dressed up as empty chairs now. They don't they don't announce things too in advance. Like they're not that type of promotion. It's more the week of here's five matches. Now get excited. So, you know, maybe there'll be some ticket sales. I mean, MJF is defending the belt against the Mojo. It's a big match, you know. It's a big paper, uh, pay-per-view type match that they're doing free on TV. I honestly think, it's my hot take, I think Samoa Joe's going to win the belt, honestly. I think storyline, it makes sense. I know it would be weird to do, but it's just they're doing this Adam Cole, MJF thing. MJF got a, a hurt neck. Samoa Joe's move is the neck move. Oh, I choke you. I hurt your neck. I think they do something, right? Because look, here's well, my you can ask TJ Wilson. So Samoa Joe really does hurt next. <laughs> There's a pay per view. If you didn't know this, Joe, AEW's got a pay per view in two weeks. Okay. I did not know another this. 
So this is what I'm saying. So they're doing this big TV match. So, I mean, obviously they could do a fuck finish, you know, set up the rematch. But I'm thinking Samoa Joe hurts MJF, wins the belt, and then his best friend Adam Cole has to come and defend his honor, you know, to, to do the thing. I, You know, obviously this is long gone, so I sound like a fool by the time this comes out. But I'm just, you know, I'm like, what's this makes no sense. What are we doing? <laughs> Wrestling talk. I love it. It's just, well, it's not even just wrestling talk. It's the business of live events talk is now when someone like you buys a $30 ticket and now you could have gotten 10, 15 rows closer for the same $30 had you just waited a couple extra days. Yeah. Now I know to wait next time, right? Why would you ever buy a ticket in the first place? Yeah, it's the truth. And that's what I do a lot of times. A lot of times I don't like buying a seat early because shit happens, right? Like, look, my wife got sick yesterday and so i i lost out usually we go last minute how you feeling you want to go let's go you know unless you really have to because it's going to sell out but even then you could stub hub the shit not everything is fucking taylor swift where it's thousands and thousands of dollars you know so i try not to buy shit in advance and look at this i got dicked over two times with the same show because if i waited one day would have been cheaper waited another day i could have got better seats for cheaper so yeah, it's like, fuck you, AEW. We were nervous, too. Like, oh, we should hurry up and get tickets just in case. Bro, there's so many seats. Like, we could have just went there tomorrow and, like, probably even got even better seats. Well, even about a month ago, my brother said he went to Dynamite or whatever up in Albany, and yeah. he got front row tickets with no problem whatsoever. Yeah. This is not good for AEW. The thing is, the ratings are good. You know, the pay-per-view buys are good. Everything else is good, right? So they're making their money. So the attendance hasn't become such a big issue, I suppose, you know? Because for the live event, AEW feels like a travel event organization to me. Where if they did, like, their their big shows, if they do, like, a fan fest for All Out or whatever, then it's a big deal, right? They just did the, they had the involvement with Conrad Thompson's StarCast. Yeah. People yeah. go, they travel, they make day, a yeah. weekend out of it. Yeah, that's what the AEW fan base seems like to me, from you know, from and afar. It, and it is for the most part because technically they do four pay per views a year, but now they started adding all these special shows, you know. And now, so now it's you know, we got three pay per views in, in six weeks. That's a bit much, it's a bit much, yeah. bro. And then also, this is you know, the Grand Slam, it's not a pay per view, but it's supposed to be a a big show. It's a 20,000 yeah. seat arena that they're trying to fill, you know? So it's a lot of shows and the cramped up. I don't, and that I don't can't see be how cheap that, to run that building either because no one has ever done it. No one ever of runs US open. Yeah. yeah. And 100%. when AEW started running there, was it, you said three years now, this is the third yes, year. The third year. Yeah. When they announced that they were going to run there the first time, that was like, what? Oh yeah. So weird. I lived 15, 20 minutes away from there for God knows how many years. And not once have I ever heard of another event being held there. No. I never even thought it was possible. I, that's what I said. I was like, what? At the tennis place? They could do that? What? <laughs> uh, so that's it. Tickets are expensive. Go to everything, but only if you can afford it. <laughs> Enjoy and things, Goma- if you can. <laughs> I'm going to bring up one thing now. I suppose we would have saved this for our main event. But I just don't feel like there's enough meat on the bone for that. So last week, we said we're going to play some movie catch-up. And the wheel landed on the remake of White Men Can't Jump, which is now on Hulu and has been since its debut. 
Yes. It stars uh, Cinque Walls as Kamal and Jack Harlow as Jeremy. And they're doing the same things that Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson did like 30 years ago. And that's just be an unlikely duo who's good at basketball. So now they're going to try to hustle people for extra money. And we heard that this movie was absolute dreck. So going in. I'm like, oh, I can't believe yeah, I got to watch this. How, how long go. is this movie? Oh, <laughs> yep. please don't tell me it's two and a half hours. And it's like an hour 41. <laughs> I go, okay, I guess it could be worse. But here we are. And I'm watching this movie. And it's not good. It's not a great movie by any means. But it's definitely not the worst thing I've seen. Definitely but not the worst is, thing this year. <laughs> yeah. It, but it's very much a movie that simply exists. It's 100%. just there. There's not a lot to it. It's It doesn't have the charm of the original when it no. comes to the racial relation stuff because they keep trying to push trying. racial overtones and jokes like in a comedic way. It's not meant to offend or anything like that. But it just, they don't land like they did in the original. It just, it feels like you're almost waiting for someone to be standing behind there with the drum going, but yeah this is the definition of a a streaming content movie right hey we need some content on this streaming service what are we gonna put on there this fucking movie it's just okay it's fine it's aggressively fine like we say it's not terrible you'll you'll laugh sometimes you'll cringe sometimes i'm sure but this movie there's nothing to it bro it's whatever yeah, it's. I mean, for an hour and a half to to sit there and have something on, yeah, you know, as you're doing something and look over here and there, there are a couple. There are a couple times where I chuckled. I was like, "Oh, okay, that was pretty good," but there was nothing in the movie where I was like, "Oh no, okay, th- this is bad," or that's. It's just, it's just there, and that's fine. There, you know, there is a lot of movies a lot worse than being just fine. Yes. Yes, I saw lots of reviews actually said this is the perfect fold and close movie when you're just folding clothes and you put something on in the background. Yes, the perfect, exactly the perfect movie like for that. that. It's the perfect movie for that. So if that sounds good for you, then pop it on. <laughs> I will say last week I talked about the line from the original. We go and sizzle. We go and sizzle. Yes. And this movie Gives us a callback where at the end we get one of the sidekicks who's just yelling from this bleachers going, yo, Sizzler's on me. And I was like. (laughs) See, that's the kind of callbacks we want in our remakes and stuff, right? We want little things like that. We don't want them doing the Sizzler dance. We want that. Like, oh, there you go. You still give a Sizzler some love. I love it. Yes. It deserves all of the love. I mean, I'm shocked in 2023, Sizzler's getting shout outs. God bless. Thank you, White Man Can't Jump Remake. <laughs> yes. Bringing Sizzler back into the consciousness of America. I feel like the only people here pontificating for the survival of Sizzler at this point is White Men Can't Jump and me. That's it. There That's is it, no bro. one on social media doing as much work for the Sizzler, for free even, as me. The Sizzler account themselves don't do it. Hell no. Sleepwalking, bro. Sleepwalking on the job. That damn account. Unbelievable. They just did some new commercials with Jody Sweeten oh. from Full House because when she, was, when she was very young, 
one of her first acting gigs was being in a Sizzler commercial. I love it. That's great. So, so like they do, she's like, hi, I'm actress Jody Sweeten. And you may not know this, but I've been a Sizzler fan for you know decades, or whatever. And they show like a clip of her original commercial. It's adorable. <laughs> but that's how you do content. And then you hire me because I'm the one actually sitting here doing it. Me and Jody Sweeten for Sizzler 2023 for life. What's the closest Sizzler? It's in the Midwest somewhere. Yeah, no, fucking... in the in the West. Oh yeah, there's nothing in the Midwest. Oh. No, not even. I I think the closest one at this point. I don't know if there's any in Nevada. Maybe New Mexico. Maybe New Mexico might be the closest. Mm. Damn. I mean, I guess we're taking a trip to New Mexico one year. Oh well, we'll, we'll go to Puerto Rico. We would go. If yeah, we're well, do that. well, Puerto Rico would be the the closest. I yeah, guess. But we don't count that. We gotta get on a fucking like you cannot get there without a plane. So, well, you can't get to New Mexico without a plane. We could drive. We could take I mean, a long could, road why trip. Would you? I mean, I'm not saying we would. You want me? I, mean, I don't want to be in a car with you that long. Why? It'd be fun. Come on. I don't like your music. You make me listen to Papa Roach. But that's not me true. Now. You act like she I never control music. Now. What are we doing? I made mixes all the time for our car trips. Get out of here. I always mixed it up. It'll be the, the gay fish song from South Park and then the X-Pac music. I got everything I ever wanted and I ain't gonna give that back. Yo, yo. I know you hate X-Factor. That one. That's the that's exactly. But that's exactly what the car rides would be. And then I'd be singing along like a jerk. We sing every word to every song. I love it. <laughs> God bless. Good Get times. the uh, main man music. Oh, sure. We can main man. Yeah, why not? Here, why not? Let's go. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man, man, man? A quadruple main man? Are you our man? Are you our man? All right, Joe. Main man standing times. White man can't jump. 2023 remake. What's up with this? What do you think? Dictionary definition of a movie that is just there and simply exists and is perfectly fine. I gave it a two. I could be convinced to go to a two and a half just to be like in the middle. But like the thing is, is like I feel like that's a little charitable. At the same time, two makes it seem a little bit worse and it's not bad. It's just it's just there. So let's say two and a quarter main men, right? In the middle. We're gonna split the difference. <laughs> oh, two shit. and one quarter. But you know that is a good thing because I agree. It's like a two. But then when you say two, you're like, oh, that's. Do-. But it's like it's not. It's okay. It's fine. Like I, I'm, I would never tell folks, please go watch this movie. But it's like, if you if you watch it, I'd be like, oh yeah, right. It wasn't so bad. Right? Yeah, it was. It was all like, right. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, let's just. I'll I'll be the I'll do the two and a half. We'll be the generous one. We'll bring the average up a little. You know, people are hating on it too much. I was expecting the fuck. Maybe that's why. I was because I was maybe, expecting maybe the fucking. Right, I was expecting real absolute dog shit, and that's not that's not what this movie is. No, 
because people don't watch dog shit. People think they watch dog shit. People watch a subpar well, they've thing. They've never go, seen Cinema Ring. Sucks. And they ain't seen fucking direct to DVD bullshit. Yeah. Okay, folks. It ain't that bad. It could always be worse. Hmm. <laughs> oh boy, you what? What else you got this week? What you watch anything Damn else? Yeah, I did. I spent seven hours of my Whoa. life what watching the, the new Netflix series, The Secret Life of Al Snow, or as Netflix oh. calls it, Wrestlers. Yes, you did watch this. So how was this? I was very curious to see this. So let's I'm, I'm going to take you on a little bit of a dive down this one. So let's go with the IMDB description of this. You oh, ready? Yeah, let's hear it. OVW in Louisville, Kentucky, used to be a glorious grad school for young wrestlers with hopes of a shot at a career in pro wrestling. Yet things aren't like they used to be. And you're right. They damn sure are not. But the thing is, too, this revisionist history over what OVW used to be is absurd. Because throughout this series, people are talking about this like, oh, man, you don't remember. Like, OVW used to be the place. Yeah, no shit OVW used to be the place to be when WWE used it as its developmental and was sending all their guys there. And you had yeah. John Cena and you had Batista mm-hmm. and you had Randy Orton and you had H2O Ron Waterman and you yeah, had baby. Rico Constantino and the big show there. And whenever anybody got hurt, they would do like a rehab stint in OVW for a while. So you'd have like yeah. Stone Cold come there and do a little bit or whoever, whoever was coming back from being injured. And they don't talk about what OVW was before that, which is nothing. They don't talk about, you know, how OVW doesn't have that WWE support anymore, so no one cares as much, which is what is the case. Instead, they're like, oh, we got to get OVW back to its glory days. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? There is so much delusion in this show. You've got a couple. It focuses on a small group of the wrestlers who were there in OVW. And the main star of the show is this girl, Hollywood Haley J. And she is this white trash girl who just expects to be a star because she showed up to training one day and she's doing like her thing and it's whatever. And her mom is like an old wrestler who does like deathmatch stuff and oh is like an older woman who thinks she's still got one more run left in her. I oh, love it. Then we get Hollywood, Hollywood Haley J's boyfriend, Eric Darkstorm, who is like this guy who's been around wrestling for like 20 something years, had a couple tryouts with TNA back in like the TNA days. Mm. And he's like 36 now. And he's like, yeah, I'm just waiting for that call, you know, whenever I and it's like, bro, it ain't coming. I hate to be the That's one to tell you, but it ain't coming. So sad. It's always so sad, bro. It's like, come on. Like, you, you then there's know. this other guy named Cashflow, who is oh. probably about my age, if not a little older. Cash Once again, flow. been around the indies for God knows how long. He looks like he was an IWA Mid-South guy for a while at one point. And he's a bigger dude. He's an older dude. He's got a family. And apparently this is all he does is wrestle for OVW. And once again, like he gets a shot, uh, he gets like a dark match on AEW 
And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just waiting to see if they liked it. Maybe they give me a call and then I could go work for AEW. And it's like, bro, what? What? Are you serious? The level of delusion in this show is absurd, especially for someone like me who has spent over 20 years in and around the business at this point. But there comes a point, and I understand you love this. You don't want to give it up. But there comes a point where you say, do I want to be poor for the rest of my life? and working shit indies or would I actually like to be able to afford rent and food? And that's one of those things where I probably hindered me on a, on my wrestling level because when I was quote unquote in my prime, the indies were fucking dead. When you're talking about like 2005, 2006 to post invasion, which killed the business for a while and crowds were almost non-existent and bookings were almost non-existent and there was no place for guys to go and get signed to leave the indies so other people can move up into spots. It's the same guys on the same shows in the same buildings for years and years. And it was so difficult because there was no place to fucking go. Some point you got to look at that and go, this probably isn't going to happen for me. Hmm. outside of just Vince McMahon sitting in there going, I have an idea for a chubby guy with a New York accent. <laughs> get me that. Get me Joe shoes outside of that happening. Like I'm probably not going to get a job in this business. I need to go get a real job and make a real income and have things like health insurance and have things like a 401k plan. Because I cannot depend on Al Snow to pay me $50 a show to want to put food in my children's bellies. That's not good <laughs> enough for me. <laughs> and a lot of people who are being featured in this show have nothing. There's no, there's no fallback plan. Jesus Christ. Like, this is what they've got. And Damn. for a show, it makes for a good show. Sure. In, if you compare it to the Monster Factory show that was on Apple, that yeah, one okay. almost seemed cheap. You know, oh, I, really? I'm guessing it was done by some independent company that was sure, and they producing it or it. whatever. This is done by, I forget what other show they did, but it was another Netflix show. So this show, aesthetically, very polished. Oh, very wow. well edited. <laughs> real music being used at certain cutscenes. Very good story weaved together throughout the seven episodes. This show is very well worth the watch. It's an Ooh. entertaining show. But to take it on the surface as a docuseries and not a somewhat scripted drama, if you take these people at face value, me, someone like me, who knows a lot of people like this in real life, is sitting there going, I can't fucking <laughs> believe. It is 2023 and cash flow is still waiting for the fucking phone call. <laughs> uh, do you think this has appeal to non-wrestling fans? Would would someone like get invested in the character? Because I mean, the that's the million is, dollar know? question, right? Yeah. It's how do we show something that's so wrestling and yeah. have it appeal to people who are not fans of the, the art form, right? Yeah. And it's one of those things where I don't know. I really don't know. I don't have a good answer for that. Because I feel 
like when people who aren't fans of wrestling see something about wrestling, it's always like the worst possible thing they could see about wrestling. So yeah. it's like when uh, one of the things I get years ago, I did like the Joey Ryan penis suplex spot. Yeah. To this day, I still get people sending me videos of Joey Ryan doing the penis suplex. They just saw it for the first time. Yeah. And they send it to me thinking like, I've never seen this before, let alone done it. <laughs> and they send it to me because they think now in their minds, this is what wrestling is. Sure. They go, oh, this is what you do? <laughs> yep. Or when, whenever Super Hummin is jumping off his deck and going, you know, whoop, 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 juggalo, fuck this shit. And then he jumps through like a, a laser printer. They go, oh, like, this is what you do? Like, the impression that it leaves with these people yes. who are not wrestling fans, this is what they think wrestling is. Always, especially yep. at independent levels. Whenever you see those, like, botch clips that somehow go yes. viral because they're so dangerous and someone fucked up so bad, they, I, I get them sent to me by people who don't watch wrestling at all. Like, I, number one, like, I fucking seen this. Number two. <laughs> We've seen it, bro. <laughs> Number two, no, this is not what I do. So it's it's one of these things, and I don't think the show portrays wrestling in a negative light. I think it's kind of honest to an extent about what wrestling is, but it's just one of those things where I don't know that that will translate yeah, to the I, normal. Yeah. As, a, as a reality show, maybe someone could get hooked into the drama, but yeah. then when you see some of these characters like Cashflow or Eric Darkstorm or these people who were like, oh, I'm just waiting for that call. And you look at them and it, more than anything, I feel bad for them. I genuinely do because there has to be there has to come a point in your life where you move on. You, you find something different to do. You find a new purpose. That doesn't mean you have to stop loving wrestling. That doesn't mean you still can't be involved on some level. But. You have to find, you can't sit there and say at 42 years old, I'm still doing these OVW shows and hoping to put food on my table. Like that doesn't cut it anymore. And we get the two guys who own the company now in pairing with Al Snow, who are like the heels of it all because they're business guys and they don't know about wrestling. And that's kind of the perspective they give off, right? Like, oh, we know business, so we know better than you. And it's like, no, oh, this wow. is wrestling. Yeah, it's not the same. Business. But then again, you have Al Snow being a fucking pompous prick going, you know, these guys shouldn't be telling me what to do. I've, I've dedicated my life to this business. And it's like anyone who spent any time around Al Snow has gotten tired of Al Snow. Oh, poor Al Snow. Come on. <laughs> Listen, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm friends with Al Snow or I know him well, but I've been around Al Snow. And a lot of what he says does make sense. And is can be put to good use, but then the other half is like, ugh, come on. Hmm. And in so much of this, where he's like, the girl Haley J takes a booking with women of wrestling, and she's doing a gimmick over there and gonna be on TV for them and all this stuff. And it's a pretty big that's a pretty big booking. Sure. And he's like, Why isn't OVW like your priority? Like they expect Ew. people, it's it's almost like that. 
territory mindset where it's like yeah. if you're in OVW, you shouldn't be working anywhere else. And it's like, bro, like you're fucking OVW. <laughs> no, like stop you're working everywhere, every booking you can get. That's what you're supposed to be doing. Let's get out of here. And then they decide to run like a summer tour. They tell oh, everyone God. keep every date open. We're gonna need, and then when people don't get booked on some of the dates, they're like, "Well, I still get paid, right? You told me to keep it open." Like, "Well, you're not on the show, are you?" It's like, "But you told me to keep it open, didn't you?" Jesus Christ! So I say this show is recommended aesthetically. I think it's beautifully done. It's really well put together. Camera work is flawless. Editing is terrific. The way they've crafted the story is great. From the TV production point of view, very, very well done. From the people involved who are actually on the show, some of them are just like cringeworthy. But that's what makes compelling television. Yeah, compelling people reality like that television. Shit. Yeah. You have people who bring out emotions in you. And for better or worse, all these characters that were introduced to in this show have brought out different emotions in me. So I did watch it all the way through. I think it was, I think it ends on a good way um i think they do give you a nice complete story for the for the way they were telling it so i would say if you haven't already definitely go check it out gomez i believe you have not checked it out correct no i have not i, I would say invest some of your time in this i think it's worth i think it. i will you sold me it sounds interesting I, i'm interested it, it is interesting just at the end of it please don't send me videos of the penis suplex that's all you get, getting baby i'm like yo you ever seen this before <laughs> Anytime anything in wrestling happens where it like kind of goes viral, the people in my life who have no interest in wrestling come out of the woodwork to send it to me as if I haven't seen it. They got to make sure, bro. They know you love wrestling. They're trying to relate to you. Isn't that nice? Oh, my God. Yeah, great. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. The only other thing I watched this week did you have a chance to watch episode five of Ahsoka? I did. Oh, so I didn't even realize this. This was like in movie theaters. Like they made like a big deal out of this episode. Like this was, they had a, a special screening in movie theaters. I was not aware of that. Yeah. So like, I was like, oh, really? And then I saw the episode. I'm like, okay, I kind of get it. But interesting to do that in a movie theater for the middle episode of a series. Right. Like, it's very, it's... like it's weird. It feels like they're trying to give us that kind of unforgettable moment. And this episode, I gotta say, like I was hooked. Yeah, when, that's what I want to hear. Yeah, like I'm 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 definitely hooked because the way they left off episode four, spoiler alert, we didn't give it to you last week. I'm gonna tell it to you this week. Pause for 15 seconds because I'm a spoiler right now. If you don't haven't watched it yet or whatever, where they bring back Anakin Skywalker, Hayden Christensen in the character of Anakin Skywalker. And they give us that moment of Jedi Master and Padawan, and then they bring it back for a long period of time in Episode 5, which I was worried was just going to be something quick again. Yeah. If if anything at all. And they gave us something really meaty to work with. And... It's all about like Ahsoka kind of finding her way and completing her training and love the young Ahsoka. It's great. Yes, yes. Like I said, that was the Ahsoka. Like I feel like I've been missing. Yeah, yeah. 
So it, it's gotten me hooked back into this show. My only complaint is that now, number one, we still haven't seen Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yep. Which I said from the beginning was going to yep. happen. Yeah, yeah, we know. We and number two, now you finally got me. I'm hooked. Uh-huh. I'm in. You've given me especially moments with characters that have been built up for years where you gave me a big moment that felt like new and like, oh, my God, like what's actually going to happen here? And this has been, like I said, the repetitiveness of Star Wars for me with a lot of these shows is everything just kind of feels like Star Wars paint by numbers. But this was one of those moments where I genuinely like stopped and was like, oh, oh, I got to I got to see this. Yes. And now I'm hooked. And now I've got three episodes left. Three episodes left. And what you know is I think there's talk that they're going to do a season two because I'm worried that this just leading to this movie that's, you know, five years away. But, you know, at least we'll get a season two before that. But 100%, this thing is ending on a cliffhanger. Like, we are getting no answers. Like, nothing. Like, I, I just want to know, like, what story are we getting to wrap up? Like, nothing's going to be wrapped up. What are we wrapping up here? No, I feel like we're five hours into, you know, an eight hour or seven hour. No, eight hours. We're into an eight hour story. We're five hours in already and we're still laying groundwork. Yeah. And that's all well and good, but it almost becomes like what we talked about last week with that Kurt Angle documentary where it becomes a race to the finish. And we're just trying to fit shit in just so we can hit the point where we have to end that, which is where I felt like we did with the original prequels where we have to fit in this big Clone Wars, Attack of the Clones chapter because it's got to lay all the groundwork for things that happened from episode one, but only as a bridge to get us where we need to go in episode three. But by the time we get to episode three with all like the shit that we want to see because we already know what has to happen, it's just a race through it where everything feels kind of not fleshed out in a proper way because we just know where we have to finish. Yes, I agree. I hate that shit. I was, it's it's like what happened with uh, Game of Thrones, right? First seven seasons, we're taking our time, taking our time. And then that last season, you know, it used to take half a season for someone to travel somewhere, you know, because things are far. But in that last season, bro, in the same episode, people are going from A to B to C to D. to this, And it's just like, what, this isn't the show. Like, this is, why are we racing to the finish? This isn't what this show was about. So I always hate that. I feel like it happens a lot of times. You just got to cram everything in. And I'm, I don't want that to ruin the experience for me because like I said, I thought it was kind of slow. I wasn't disliking it by any means, but I certainly wasn't fully on board. And now I am. And now that I'm here, I don't want you to throw me overboard. Like I'm here. Keep me here now. I, I don't I think we're good. I think this is Filoni's baby. So I think we're not gonna get the rush. I think we're just gonna get the where it ends where we have maybe more questions than we have answers. Like, you know, like nothing's gonna be resolved and we're just gonna go, oh, so now we gotta do this, this, and this on top of this to lead to show movie big uh big thing. Well, I'm excited. Like you said, uh Grand Amateur here coming, episode seven. I can't wait. Two more episodes. I get to see him for 10 seconds, maybe at the end. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's that's your Ahsoka update. I will say, I think now that where we've got, I feel like they've given us more than I was expecting them to give us, kind of overall when we were coming into this series from the beginning. You know, based on what we had gotten in Boba Fett in the last season of Mandalorian, 
I really didn't know if they had a real plan for this season of Ahsoka. Seems like yeah, they do. So now yeah. I hope I was it gets nervous executed. Because, you know, I, I did like Mandalorian season, but it wasn't great, but I still enjoyed it. But I, I enjoyed Andor, but that's something so different. So now that we're like in this wheelhouse, I was, I was like, I wonder how Ahsoka's going to be, you know, it's a, this is a big deal. And then so far, whoo, it's good. Star Wars is back, baby. Give it to me. Love it. Mm, uh, Gomez, the last thing I got, unless you have anything else. No, I'm good. That's it, baby. So we saved this for last. This has kind of been a couple weeks in the making. John Delana reached out. And as you know, this is the same guy who wanted us to watch telemarketers. But And I said I would never take his word again. <laughs> said that. And I stand by that. But before telemarketers, he reached out and said we should watch this special on HBO Max called BS High. And it is about a fake high school football team who collapses on national television on ESPN in such dramatic fashion that it leads to a giant investigation into what this team actually is. And it was a big story at the time, a lot of controversy at the time. And now HBO's given us an hour and a half documentary on this. And according to IMDb, it follows the investigation which occurred when the Bishop Sycamore Centurions a presumed high school football team from Columbus, Ohio, took on perennial prep powerhouse IMG Academy. So, like I said, this is a fake high school, fake football team, fake everything that conned their way into a robust high school football schedule against some of the better teams in the country, was traveling around to play these teams when their team sucked and was getting blown out in all these games and then gets a national spot on an ESPN showcase against IMG Academy, which is like the preeminent prep football program in the country and gets absolutely obliterated, gets serious injuries to multiple people on the team to the point where like now, like the government has to step in and be like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? Crazy. Do you remember the story as it was being revealed, Gomez? Yes, I do. I remember hearing about it. I listen to uh, Dan Lebertard podcast every day, right? So they give me some sports, right? So I like that. I get some sports there. And so I remember them talking about it. And I was like, this is such a fucking crazy story. Like, this is bananas. And then when I heard this, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Because I would like to hear more of how the fuck they got away with this shit. So, yes, right? Like, it's an enticing storyline because you want to hear about this and they bring in the guy his name is roy johnson and in his words he is an honest liar and they open the program basically with him asking like does he look like a con man he goes oh do i look like a con man and then he's talking to the cameraman like how am i sitting how's a you know i read something online about body language and how much it gives away and and all this and like right off the bat you're like what what is this guy's deal but the phrase that stuck with me is do i look like a con man because they just basically spend the next hour and a half trying to answer that question is roy johnson a con man and it is one of the most infuriating documentaries i think i've ever watched i've never hated someone more than i hate this fucking guy this fucking guy is such a piece of shit bro i can't like, stand him 
the phrase piece of shit should be in nice. the dictionary with his picture <laughs> next to it. Roy it's Johnson like... is pure scum of the earth. What he does is in an opportunity to enrich himself, he creates this fake school and says he's associated with a church, thereby foregoing having to pay taxes. And he focuses on these kids who played high school football, did not get recruited by universities, and they're predominantly black and poor and from disadvantaged communities. And he's he's preying on them. And he's yeah. saying, oh, you didn't get this, but come join with me. You come to this school. I'll look out for you. I'll pay attention to you. I'll get you where you need to be, and we'll get you into real college programs from here. And once they do this, once he gets these kids handed to them, signed over to him, he has them living in hotel rooms that aren't being paid for, so they're constantly being kicked out shuffled from room to room wherever he can just find a place to stash them for the night. They're not being fed because Roy Johnson has no meal program. So he even says one of the things he does is call like the supermarket, order 20 rotisserie chickens, yeah. not pick it up, and then go at the end of the day to buy it when it's on sale for $2 because they need to get rid of it by the end of the day. It's Insane. every little thing out of this mouth makes you want to hit this guy Choke and he, him spe out, <laughs> he spends the entirety of this deflecting or yes. excusing his own no behavior big no big deal bro what did it, i do it, did i really do something come on like shit like that it's just like what oh bro and we get stories where he's forging checks at kinko's yes and he has the team, like he leads a team beatdown of a homeless man, or he purposely runs over like a flock of geese with his car. Yes. And one of the most egregious things is he has these players, these kids, kids. He has them take out PPP loans during the COVID pandemic in order for them to pay tuition to him for a school they're not even going to. Yes, there's no classes. Some of these kids there's, were supposed to be getting into college. You're going to help me bring my grades up. Like, that's like that's just some real shit. And they're just like, they don't want to say nothing. They don't want to get in trouble, right? They're no, kids. like, this, this, is, this is the guy they think that is going yeah. to help them. So anything he says they're trying to do, they're trying to keep Roy Johnson happy here. And he's making, now they're going... All this money in debt with these fucking bullshit PPP loans, and the money's just going to him. They're just signing over that money to Roy Johnson, and in his mind, it's fine. Just I'm part of, care of these kids. Yeah, I'm in charge of these, these are my kids. Yeah, they should pay me. It's like what? And now, after the ESPN debacle, they get on national TV. They get embarrassed. Multiple players get hurt, and. All these kids are just it's it's so sad. It is such a sad, and I can't think that anyone like all the teams that I played on growing up, I've never I, I may have had a coach I didn't like or a coach I didn't see eye to eye with or a coach that I would have done things differently then. I have never ever 
had a coach that I felt like tried to take advantage of me in any way. And I'm sitting there going, my God, thank fucking God I never played on a program with a Roy Johnson somewhere because what a fucking scumbag Roy Johnson is. And the kicker of it is once the Ohio Department of Education looks into it, they can't even fucking do anything because the idea that someone would forge an entire yeah. school there's no, there's nothing is about it. so preposterous that there's no even remotely close law on the books to even have it regulated. So okay. there's all of these loopholes that this guy's just able to work around and can still yeah. work around today if he chose to because those laws haven't been put on the books since. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Gomez, as interesting as this premise is, as interesting as this story is, this becomes very hard to watch. Yeah, and it's by not the fun. end of it, it's not fun. It's not it's fun like, at oh, all. This is fun. A silly, oh, these kids, how'd they do this? This is so crazy. A fake. It's like, oh, this is going to be a fun. No, it's like, Jesus, this is fun. At the end of it, I by the time this was over, I almost felt like complicit. Like I'm part of the problem because I gave Roy Johnson exactly what he wanted attention. Yeah. Gave him attention I sat there and I watched this man, and that's all he wants is to be watched. That's all he wanted was that fucking attention. And it, it makes you feel like such a piece of shit for having sit through this. And the fact that it's an interesting story to tell doesn't excuse the fact that they're giving all this time to someone who's such a scumbag who did this to kids, kids he, that he took advantage of in the worst ways, in almost the worst ways possible. Yes. Yes. And it's just, oh, I don't even, I, I can't even say I liked it because of how it made me feel that. on yeah. the inside after watching it. It produced such a visceral reaction in me that I was literally disgusted with myself by the end of this documentary. The definition of a hate watch. I'm just watching this going, oh my, I'm just getting angrier and angrier. It's just like, it's, it's yeah. insane. It, it, it's just, I could not believe it. 100%. I went in for a fun, good time and I came out depressed, hating life. Like this is, how do we let this shit happen? This is, how what happened? I love it. And that's his thing, right? Oh, there's no law, right? He has them play a game like on Wednesday and then on Friday. Who says I can't have them play yeah, football? He, had, he had them play two full <laughs> games in like a three-day period. Well, who just... says I can't? If, if it's so bad, then it should be a law, right? Like a real exactly. shit. Like, wow. Oh, okay, bro. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Unbelievable. That's such a, I, can't, I can't recommend this documentary. I can't. It's, it's, it's hard. It really is hard to recommend this because now John got at us, and I guess John played football growing up and was a coach for a uh, period of time, and he's coached kids and worked with kids, and – he seemed to have the same reaction we did. I'm sure we'll hear more from John during yes, the week. But as like we all played some kind of activity, right? As a kid, where someone's parent was the coach, or someone's, you know, or this coach came from somewhere, whatever. Yeah. But we all had some kind of activity, whether it was a scout leader, a coach, a mentor, a tutor. We've all been somewhere where some other adult 
was being tasked with helping us improve something somewhere. And my God, I just, by the end of it, I hated, viscerally hated this man. It's been a while since I hated someone like that. It's been, it's been a while. I was just like, man, I haven't been this angry watching something in a long time. Yeah. My goodness. Real scumbag. Hope you get hit by a truck tomorrow, piece of shit. It's. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck him. I don't give a shit. I fuck him. Exactly. It's and the thing is, is he's not sorry. He's not remorseful. No, he don't he deserves he every spends bad thing. the entire he does. He deserves every possible bad thing to happen to him. And then he's got that other fucking guy who I guess is his buddy or something, who was like kind of defending and he's like, Oh, but you don't know what we did for these kids. What did you do? What did you do besides hurt them? They're not getting into college because of you. They're going in debt because of you. They starved because of you. They were being shuttled like they're in halfway houses from room to room to room because of you. What did you do? And then the one kid finally catches on where he's going to get a scholarship to go to Grambling. And then they find out that he's one of the kids from the Bishop Sycamore thing. And guess what they do? They pull a scholarship. That's fucked up. So fucked up. So what did you do for these fucking kids? Tell me. Tell me one positive fucking thing you did for them. Real pieces of shit. God damn. And we're not gonna hit the main man. I don't even know like how you would rate this because it's not so it's not an enjoyable watch. No, it really makes you take a fucking hard look at everything going on and just saying, like, how? How is this possible? How I under, believe me, I understand why there wasn't a law on the books about this. Yes, like it's preposterous, right? Yes. I'm gonna start oh, a fake school. In 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 if someone happens to start up a fake school which they mask as a church and then a high school football <laughs> team, and, I mean it's preposterous. But now that it's happened and in the years that have followed, maybe something does need to be on the books so we don't have to fucking hear from Roy Johnson. Or anyone like him ever again. Mm, my goodness. So if you want to uh, get angry, if you want to hate someone, if, if you're in the yeah. mood to hate someone, turn this fucking doc on. Because <laughs> boy, that blood will be boiling. Boiling. <laughs> like I had to go after I finished watching and I had to pour myself a drink just to be like, holy shit. Because I was fired up. Like I was tight. If I could have reached through my screen, I would have strangled that motherfucker. Yeah, I, I'm like right from the beginning. I'm like this far, and he just I like everything he said. Just that pompous, cocky, yeah, ugh. arrogant, the smirk, yeah. like everything. Yeah. Mm. God damn, jerk off. Uh, so uh, action-packed week again, Gomez. Yes, we keep doing uh, it. We keep bringing the heat. Bringing the heat. They love the fire. We got the fire, folks. Oh, baby. You know what else we got, Joe? What do we got? We got our favorite time of year coming up here, Joe. Oh, really? Oh. What time is that? Oh, it's uh, it's a little special time that uh, we like to call spooky snake season. No, it can't be already. <laughs> Yes, it is, Joseph. Oh. It's time. <laughs> it's the year, it's the year, it's the year. 
So long since we've last chatted in these these conditions. How, how you been, Joe? I was great. <laughs> now I'm not. Ah, uh, well, it's your favorite time of year. You know, we do it every year. We uh, we get a head start on the Halloween season because we love scary movies so much on the Car Joe Mez podcast, don't we, Joe? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. It can't really so, be already. It is. It was supposed to, you know, technically. So I have to admit, right? So this this strike is really fucking me up, bro, because so many things keep changing their release dates, right? So we had talked about starting six weeks of horror one week late because the Halloween season was going to end with a new Saw movie, right? Saw X was coming out October 27th. We were fired up about it. I was going to make Joe see a Saw movie in the theater for the first time. Oh, baby, what a way to end the season, right? Perfect, perfect. And then it turns out it got moved up. It got pushed up a month, baby. Saw X comes out next week. Oh, baby. So that's for next week. But so we got to figure out what we're watching this week, right? Oh, what possibly could we be watching? No. <laughs> well, I had mentioned this, so we're going to stick with it, right? Because I got some ideas and I got some tricks up my sleeve for the upcoming weeks. But we're going to start off easy, all right? We're going to watch this movie this week. Then we're going to watch uh, next week. And then we'll, we'll get into the fun stuff once October hits, all right? So for this week, I mentioned it earlier. In a past episode, I saw a movie called Cobweb. Right, it's one of it's, there's not a lot of horror movies being talked about this yet in my realm. I feel there's uh, you know, the bad movies, Skin Rink and The Outwaters, right? There's that corner, and then there's something like Talk to Me and this movie, Cobweb, that people are having some fun with this holiday season. So I said, you know what, let's have some fun, Joe. Let's watch the, the most recent popular thing, right? Let's do it. So this week for our movie. We're going to watch Cobweb. This movie is streaming on VOD. You could pay your $5 to watch it, or you could come on over to the Twitch stream. Mez Movie, twitch.tv. Mez Movie, come on by. Join us. Be playing all weekend with some fun stuff. It's a good time. Come on. Let's get into that holiday spirit. They're giving us pumpkin shit already. We're going to start getting spooky, baby. Come on. Great. Come on, Joe. You're excited. I don't stay. Bro, you you want you love like 80% of there's always like two movies you don't like, and then the other ones you're like, that's not bad. I like that one. Come on, you know it, bro. <laughs> Cobweb. Great. Yes, Lizzie Chaplin is in it. We love her, right? She's great. And uh She's from uh, Mean Girls, you know, the the dyke. You know, I don't know how she would say, you know, that's like everyone has oh, a role okay. in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Everyone has a role I know, in the I know movie. who that's, she is now, yeah. That's, that's, that's what she is in the movie. So uh, that lady, right, she's also in Cloverfield. She's in lots of stuff. Party Down, lots of things. She's great. 
Uh, and then the the husband is uh, I think his name's Anthony Starr, right? Homelander. We love it. We love oh, this okay. guy. Yeah, right. So come on, it's gonna be a good time. I think we're gonna have fun with this one. Probably not. No, I know you, Joseph. I usually know when you're gonna like and not. And this one is gonna be like in the middle, and then maybe you like it a little more than I think, or maybe. You have, but you're not gonna. It's, this is not gonna be a. Oh, why are you making me watch? No. We're starting off good. Come on. <laughs> like you just but that's don't for next me. week, Gomez. I don't. Yes. But that's next week. So why don't we finish up this week? Sure. Let's spin a wheel, baby. It's now time for the big finish. It's big finish time. Oh, I'm so excited to spin a wheel. Here we go. Oh, look at that pop tart flavors. I hope it lands on that. Oh, man. Here we go. That'd be crazy. Let's see, will Adam Sandler come up again? Because it's been close. Oh, oh, oh. No. Adam Sandler was close. He was about three off. Very close. This week, the wheel has landed on Batman's. So I guess we're going to name our favorite Batmans. Here we go. Oh, this is easy, right, Joe? Come on. This is easy. Um, number, I'll go, number one, Kevin Conroy. That's my Batman. Number one. He's the best. Love him. When I think see, of Batman, I was gonna that's go the like, voice. What? I was going to go what like... You know, like what was the the Batman toy with the the grappling hook? Oh, <laughs> see, I never had those toys. I always saw those commercials for like Ninja Turtles for Batman. They were always these crazy ass things. But I never, I don't know. I always liked the originals. I never did the underwater Batman with the scuba yeah, suit. Yeah, see, like that's the, the kind. Yeah, yeah like I, I never did that. <laughs> I I never really had Batman figures either. Um, I liked Batman, but I was never like such a fan where I wanted figures or anything uh but my number one batman ever is adam west i love adam west mm, adam west he's good bro he's good he's uh i mean you know but i just think it depends like if that's your batman i get it because that's a very certain style of batman so i get it and that's number why two? i haven't liked another batman since <laughs> number two for me it's my boy i say it all the time it's my hot take i'm not a hot take machine but ben affleck baby Give it to me, number two. He's great. The movies ain't great, but what he's doing in them, he's great. Love it. Um, I'll go Conroy for number two for me. I think is yeah. pretty simple. I Batman the animated series was a big deal for me. I guess, I guess number three will go Christian Bale. I guess you know. The other ones are good. I do love Keaton. Pattinson was good, but he's only done it once, so he's got to do it one more time before we throw him up there, right? But uh, yeah, we'll go. We'll go. Christian Bale, number three. Um, number three for Keaton? me. No, I'm. I I was never. I didn't really love the Batman '89 movie as a kid. I yeah. watched it. To me, it was. I don't know if it was just over my head or it wasn't the Batman I was kind of expecting. It's I was so different from the guy. Batman. Yeah, it's, it's so you different know. from your Batman. So I'm going to go number three, which I think is highly underrated. I'm going to go George Clooney. 
Mm. Again, I think he's good. His movie is not is not great, but I think he's he's not bad. And you know, he's doing what he's got to do. He has a back credit card. Never leave the cave without it. But why wouldn't he? He's a billionaire. Sometimes you got to pay for things, right? He breaks things. Here you go. Pay for that wall I just broke, bro. My bad. Yeah, Swipe that see? back credit card. Makes sense to me. So I think that's a good list. West, Conroy, Clooney. That's a great list. Love it. Great list. Conrad, Conrad. <laughs> Kevin Conroy. <laughs> what, boy? <laughs> oh, Kevin Conroy, Ben Affleck, and then uh, Christian Bale. It's a good list. It's a good list. Can't go wrong. It's not a lot of bad Batmans, right? I feel they all do a good job. He's like, no, yeah. there's some bad ones. <laughs> there's some bad ones. And I'm I'm I don't mean Affleck either. I like Affleck. He's good. Some of the animated, like every once in a while, they don't have and it's just like, who's this Batman? <laughs> yeah. Uh Thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on all the social media at Car Jomez. Leave us a five-star review wherever it is that you're finding this podcast. Follow all my personal stuff at The Joe Shoes, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads. We're all having so much fun on Threads. You can follow my YouTube, youtube.com slash Joe Shoes. And, of course, support by getting a t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com slash Joe Shoes. Mm, the Gomez154, Instagram, Twitter, and Blue Sky. And don't forget, folks, twitch.tv slash Movie for six weeks of horror this week. We're watching Cobweb. It's a new movie. It's a hit movie. People are loving it. It's the hot shit this summer. Let's see what all the fuss is about, folks. Come on in. But that's for next week, Gomez. So for now, it's best that we make like Tom and Cruz. Peace.